ancient wisdom is returning to women all over the world. Women are learning that there is power in reconnecting with their womb state. They're opening up to the possibilities. They're starting to remember. The New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast is here to support you to understand how you can better experience sex, love and connection. Each week, we share the voices of leaders who are supporting the shift into the new paradigm by harnessing the power of sexual energy so that you can experience your deepest pleasure and all of your aliveness. I'm your host, Lauren Renee, and in today's episode, I am joined by Anne-Marie Paul. Anne-Marie is passionate about helping humans connect to the non-physical and eternal parts of their being. Her journey began with yoga and now she can be found helping women reconnect to the sensual power in their womb. She does this via online coaching and in-person workshops and bodywork. Being deeply in touch with the eternal part of yourself allows for a full life lived in harmony with a higher intelligence, she says. As humans, we can get caught up in how other humans have taught us to live. Living this way leads to inauthentic, sad lives. Living a soul-led life is full, expansive, healing to others, and filled with joy and pleasure. Mmm, I just love the words that she has shared there. And such a beautiful introduction to this conversation that we have had, which is all around the piece that is really coming in for a lot of women when they first step into sexuality work is, okay, what is this Yoni Egg business all about? I'm, I really want to start using one. And often the clients I work with and women who step into the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, uh, it's one of the first kind of things they're really curious about is, okay, I want to start working with a Yoni Egg. And often we don't know why. And there is so much rich history and oh, just amazing wisdom in this practice. And so I decided to get Anne-Marie on this podcast to talk about just that because all of her journey started uh, with reconnecting and with her, with her vagina, with her pelvic floor in this way, with the use of yoni eggs and the way that she shares about this tool and the knowledge she has gained around it is just amazing. And so I know that a lot of women who either already have a yoni egg practice or are just getting their first yoni egg or, or are curious about it are going to get so much from this episode and really deepen their practice with the yoni egg. Okay, welcome Anne-Marie to the New Paradigm Intimacy podcast. I am, yeah, really looking forward to jumping into this chat today. We are going to be introducing the topic of yoni eggs and these ancient feminine practices that are really coming back more into the mainstream today. And yeah, we'll sort of, she, she's an absolute expert in this field. And I know that we're going to have some beautiful insights in the conversation today. So. Before we jump in, Anne-Marie, if you could please share, when was your last self-pleasure practice and what did that look like for you? Oh, amazing question. Thank you for asking. 
my last self-pleasure practice was, let's see, okay, not yesterday, not the day before, but the day before that. Um, so I don't know when you're listening to this, but this podcast is taking place on March 23rd. So we're right in the sort of in the throes of the whole coronavirus scare. And so this whole week, I've been feeling um, intense lust and like sexual urges and desires because I feel that collectively, I'm very tuned into like what the collective is, ha is happening for the collective, which is beautiful because I can tune into what's happening, but then also um, use all the tools I have so I can reconnect with my essence, which is actually relaxation and play and just enjoying life. So it's, it's nice for me to like see what's happening because I can empathetically feel it, but then choose something else. And so anyways, I've been feeling a lot of like lusty energy at where my self, so my self pleasure practice, not yesterday or the day before was, um, like I needed to release energy. I needed to release tension. I was kind of, um, feeling really sad that day. I was stuck. I was self-isolating so I didn't leave the house I didn't even like take a drive and as a Sagittarius like I need movement I need a lot I need a lot of exercise and so this practice was I use my obsidian wand and um, a lot of coconut oil and the orgasm was very big very loud um, a lot of energy moved um, it was kind of like I was taking myself. I was like really like making love to myself in this big, a lot of movement, a lot of turning around, being on my back, then being on my stomach, then being on my side and uh, kind of went on for a long time. Whereas usually I, I use the yoni egg and I use it very intentionally and it's very sensual and very uh, relaxed. This was like fiery and big and a lot of energy came up to my heart and released from my throat um yeah so that was my last self-pleasure practice <laughs> mm, amazing I'm really really resonating with that right now and it, I think it's something that a lot of women are kind of experiencing in their self-pleasure practices at the moment because I just had a call with our students in the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy this morning and one of the women shared that she really felt like this desire to be penetrated and I've been really feeling that in my practice as well like a lot of sexual energy just needs to be moved and it is that that more fiery kind of feeling it could be it could be you know we're, we're shifting into airy season as well so it's very much that energy but oh. yeah it's like the feminine just needs this release or yeah, there's something mm -hmm. something going on right now and also it feels like survival mm. you know it's like because I'm getting all these messages from old lovers saying, I wish I was quarantined with you and men are being really flirtatious. Mm. <laughs> I'm like everybody is like wanting to like bunker down and like that human instinct of like make babies. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the same as well. Like messages are on you? YouTube. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all just going to be so connected after, after this whole quarantining and self-isolation thing is over for sure <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah so I would yeah I'd love for you to really share about 
your journey that kind of led you to this work because I know any any of us that are kind of stepping into this kind of leadership around um, like female sexuality we've really come from this place where we had to experience the polarity of that and I know that uh, that was a big part of your journey so if you could kind of yeah speak to speak to that so we can get to know you and how you've landed in this place of leadership mm, thank you for the question I love sharing this story. It was very much an awakening like from within. I was raised in a very Catholic family, Catholic school, church every Sunday, and this shame and oppression around sexuality and just like a complete and utter lack of conversation around it um, was how was what I came from. And then as a in my 20s, I had a, a boyfriend and I literally had, I mean, it was an eight-year relationship where I had a yeast infection the entire time. I didn't know anything about, you know, slow sex or slow penetration and anything like this. And then the last, after breaking up with him, I had seven years of like exploring and traveling. And then three years ago, I moved here to Bali and I began doing pelvic floor exercises and they were like these sensual practices that this Russian woman taught me. She was a, a woman who coached other women on how to be feminine and how to meet husbands and she would work with women whose husbands had cheated on them. So it was like this really kind of uh, wounded feminine energy of like this will make you sexier and this will like help you attract men. But it was the doorway for me because that's where I was coming from. I was, I, I didn't know how to relate to men. I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to relate to my own sexuality. There was, it was so shut down. And so I began doing these pelvic floor exercises every morning. It was just three minutes of these simple things where I basically just inhale and squeeze my vagina. And I imagined water moving up through my body to the crown of my head. And then I exhale and I relax my vagina and I visualize the water rushing down my body and this daily thing each starting the day with that was like so transformative um as my kundalini started to wake up i started realizing how i was you know not honoring my boundaries not asking for what i wanted i was completely disconnected from my vagina it was actually numb like there wasn't any pleasure on the outside there wasn't much pleasure on the inside and so that was like this whole awakening of like self-realization and just like getting to know my, myself and how I was actually treating myself. And I was also a big um, yogini. So I had owned a yoga studio and had, was really working out way too much, doing way too much exercise. Didn't stop when I had my period. Just would take a couple ibuprofen, numb myself, keep going. And so there was this whole period of time where I started to slow down when I had my periods. And I, I, I was always very sensitive and loved connecting to spirit. So even though I was disconnected from my vagina, I always felt connected to this energy outside of myself that was guiding my life, that loved me, that wanted me to be happy. And so I, I had faith in that. And so my work now is kind of a merging of the two of those. But um, when I went, what happened for me when I started to get my periods and I didn't take the ibuprofen and I just said, okay, what do I need to do 
So because I'm in pain right now. Okay, I need to lay down and I need to maybe put some, wrap some things around my torso so it stays warm. Okay, I'll put my, I would sort of get, make myself comfortable and essentially just not move, not leave the house, order takeout or whatever. And I entered into an altered state of consciousness that was a spiritual experience. And I was like, oh, holy shit, this whole time I've been like on my knees going to India, trying to pray, trying to find God outside myself. And all I had to do was just like enjoy the first day of my bleed. And I know this like altered state of consciousness where I connect with like spirituality and the messages from spirit. These were all starting to come through from me connecting to my period, connecting to my vagina daily. And then I found yoni eggs and all of this like felt like remembrances of ancient practices woke up. So then I started teaching. I pretty much within a few months of using them, women were asking me how to use them. So I started teaching women because I was already working online. And so I was teaching the women online and then I started teaching women here in Ubu, just small groups. And so we would gather and there's a, uh, I call it a yoni egg initiation and it's an online thing, but then this is also like a workshop that I lead. So you know, your question about ancient feminine practices, women gathering together and activating their sensual energy but not with a goal of um, orgasm is and not not uh, stimulating each other, but just basically opening their own uh, sort of pleasure centers and allowing the energy to move through them in a very nourishing way. We would do that. What I do is I guide a breast massage, which is very healing because women are learning how to massage their breasts. That was another big part of my journey was that me loving my breasts again. I always thought they were too big. And then I started to really love them because I realized how much pleasure in my heart, in my chest, in my throat, and in my breasts there could be. And also um, they changed shape. They They changed texture from doing the breast massage. And when women do this together in a group, we sit in a circle and you can see other women's breasts and you realize how fucking beautiful breasts are, which we never know because we never see them. And we only see these very fake versions of breasts. And the, a real, the real human body is so beautiful, even if it's lopsided, even if one is higher than the other, even if they're sagging down to the sides. They're so beautiful. All the different shapes and sizes, small boobs, very big boobs. Like they're just beautiful to look at. And so this, this is healing for a woman for herself. When she sees the beauty in other women, she realizes how beautiful she is. Mm. And so that's one of the things that, you know, when you talk about ancient women's practices is just allowing yourself to be seen and witnessed. And then we would also use the Oni egg together, but, you know, privately in our own space, on our own little mat or towel, and with our heads facing inward, so the legs are facing outward, so you don't actually see each other. But that is a ritual that I do guide in my retreats, is um, yoni puja, where you witness another woman's yoni, and sometimes you worship it, and there's different ways of doing it. But that's something that you do, I only do in retreats where the container is very safe because that's not something you just, oh, bam, let's just do it on this one-day workshop. It takes more time for a woman to soften, to open, 
to feel safe around the people she's with, to feel safe with her own self, to know her own boundaries, that she's not pushing herself past anything she really wants to do. Um, yeah, I'm kind of rambling here. Do you wanna- no, it's all, it's all beautiful. I love it. And like, I love that you're bringing in the point of the power of women being sensual with each other without it needing to be sexual because I know like on my journey myself, that has been incredibly powerful, actually, probably just a month or, or I don't know, probably a couple of months now ago, I did a, um, a what, like a retreat training in Bali. And yeah, the women, we were just giving each other central massage and, you know, witnessing each other in self-pleasure and knowing that that is just so beautiful and so pure and innocent. And I definitely have had the same experience as you with with breasts like I was actually looking at them in the mirror the other night and I was like wow they're just so beautiful now and oh. I just remember like all those years of hating them and wanting them to be rounder and a different shape and look differently mm. and now they've actually they've, they've become that but it was because I had to consciously give them love and you know feel the pleasure in them and expand like you said open the heart space through the breasts yeah mm opening the heart space because we our hearts are so shut down to each other to our families to you know anytime we were you know the things that I purged that I released were like my 15 year old self heartbreak Mm. (laughs) it's like wow that energy was still kind of like a part of my being Mm -hmm. so it's like these but as this energy moves it's like it's always been there these this pain we can hold it literally for the rest of our life unless we allow ourselves with to to feel it and witness it with presence and to hold ourselves in that and then that energy no longer has to stay there because it got what it wanted it got to be loved and then you can move on and have a different experience and open your heart again and know that okay when I was 15 I had my heart broken by the high school quarterback (laughs) and now I can you know, don't, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen again in the future. Mm. But it's funny, those things that can stay stuck in us. Yeah. I remember like when I first really went deep in my breast massage and it was, it was like, yeah, a breasty armoring and yeah, all those memories were coming up for me as well. And I just got to like cry and feel all of this sadness. And it's such a simple practice that, that every woman can, can start to cultivate. And it's, it's so powerful because we do, we have the ability to open hearts from, from that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love for you to share, because I know I, all the time working, working in this space, women will ask, look, I'm, I'm seeing the yoni eggs popping up. What are they all about? Like, how do I even get started? Uh, I'd love for you, yeah, to share a bit about what you've learned about the history of yoni eggs and and how they were used in the ancient times and then how we can really understand that today and, and introduce them into our lives. Mm, beautiful. Okay, so yoni eggs as we know them, the first, like what we, what we know, we have like written history of, comes from China, the Chinese dynasties, because China still has written records of like the kings going back 5,000 years. You know, the Egyptians didn't have written records that far back. The Mayans, like Africa, 
Australia, they have cultures that are alive from that long ago, but they don't have written records. The interesting thing about China is they have written records. So they have these written records of the, the queens and the concubines. So the king would always have more than one lover. And they used yoni eggs. And, and what they used was jade because they have access to jade in China. And jade can be a very dark green. It can be that kind of light green that you often see. It can also be white or red um, and maybe even more colors, I don't know. And it's a small egg-shaped crystal. And now they come in three different sizes, which I can talk a little bit about if you want to later. And what the women would do is the yoni egg would be, they call it, the term they use is worn. It's worn inside the vagina. So the way that I teach it is to always do a breast massage first because the heart is the gateway to the yoni. So in, in the Taoist Tantra tradition, there's um, several practices that are done before inserting the yoni egg. So there's a practice that's done with sounds because we open up our voice and we can heal and harmonize our body with the voice. There's a practice that's done with spine because when you use the yoni egg, you're building up chi, you're building up the life force in the pelvic bowl. And then you're actually bringing that energy up through the spine and then down the front of the body again. So this is the practice done with the sound and then the one done with the spine so that you can start to be able to move that energy. And then the breast massage to really help the woman get present with herself, with her emotions, with her heart, with what she's feeling that day and present with herself so that she can get a clear yes or no from her body if her body wants to wear the egg that day. And if it's a no, why? What does she need to do instead? What does she need to feel instead? Like what is what emotion is there that's stopping herself from wanting to feel sexual or sensual? So in the Taoist Tantra tradition, which comes from China, there's these um, these pre kind of pre-practices. And then once the oni egg is inside, there's practices done to build up the chi, which are basically inhale and squeeze the egg, exhale, relax. So if you think about a lot of your listeners have probably taken one or two yoga classes in the past. And so there's a difference between a yoga class and let's say your average like exercise bar class or your Pilates class. And the difference is the breath. So when we go to yoga, we are, they're saying inhale and do this, exhale and do that. They are always bringing you back to the breath. And yoga, like the Taoist Tantra tradition of yoni eggs, it's this ancient thing that has this ability, this capacity to really connect us to something higher than ourselves. So because the, the thing with the breath is that it helps you to get super duper present. Because what we can do when we do gymnastics, when we do Pilates, when we do all these other more aerobic things, these Western exercises, we can actually check out from ourselves and override what we're feeling and just do it, which is like a masculine way, which has kind of led to the disconnection from ourselves. So when we use Ionia, we inhale, squeeze, exhale, release, and this is building up life force, chi and prana. Um, I always give the little tip to like if you take your hands and you rub them together and you're building up heat and you're building up friction and you go quite fast 
and then you stop and you slowly move your palms together but not all the way touching and then apart you you can feel if you're following along you can feel a tingling sensation so your chi is kind of like that it's a sensation that's almost like more than physical or beyond physical so using yoni eggs women say i don't i didn't feel anything and it's because you're not feeling it the way you feel somebody like doing a deep tissue massage on your body. You feel it in this more energetic, tingly, bubbly, um, sensual kind of way. And so the women in China, the queens and the concubines, they would, would do this. And so this chi, this is actually our life force. This is actually what's keeping us alive. And so the women would take that chi and bring it up to the heart, bring it up to the throat, bring it up to the face, and their faces and their skin would be radiant and youthful and glowing. And they would be more in touch with themselves and their intuition. So they wouldn't, even in each moment, we can choose how we want to interact with the situation. So sometimes I feel like women will be like, well, it sounds like you're saying, you know, if I'm tired or if I'm, if I don't want to engage with something, I just go away. And that's not possible because I have to be with my children and I still have to go to work. But there's a way in which you can engage with the children or a way in which you can engage with your work that's in a less forced way, in a more, in a way that's um, more honoring to you and your energy system. It's more of like a leaning back and receiving of the situation as opposed to like forcing through it or trying to control and making things happen. So yeah, that's, and then there's another element to all of this, which is kind of like more mystical and a little bit woo-woo. But for anybody who's ever used crystals, um, you will understand that what I'm saying is actually very real. And it's that there's a, crystals are, the difference between a crystal and a stone or a crystal and a rock is that crystals grow. So stones are just like a bunch of minerals, a bunch of dirt, that are smashed together over time. And so they form this hard thing because of pressure, as opposed to a crystal, which takes millions of years to grow. And because it's growing, it's a, a pattern that's a perfectly symmetrical pattern. They call it sacred geometry. So amethyst, um, clear quartz, obsidian, rose quartz, all of these various crystals are at the molecular level, sacred geometrical shapes. And that's why they're healing. That's why they change, they can actually, they have an effect on the energy in the room in, in energy on the space around them. Anything that is in this perfect, and they call it sacred because it's like, it's perfect from nature. Like a leaf is a sacred geometrical pattern, perfect from nature. So when our room space, our ovaries, our womb, our vagina, the vulva. Because of the years of patriarchal domination, we've had to disconnect ourselves from that in order to survive. And so the, the energy there is not necessarily this perfect and divine and connected thing. And there's often pain from sexual trauma, pain from old lovers, pain from us not being shame the shame of the catholic church or shame of any religion and so when we use a jade yoni egg 
it actually starts to entrain the molecules and entrain the cells and the atoms in that space to a divine perfect blueprint as opposed to the blueprint of trauma of shame and so you release the old pattern and you change it to this more perfected pattern um and here's where it gets kind of more interesting is that i've heard channelers who say they remember their lives in lumeria this is just one channeler but it resonated very truthfully this man actually he says that women were using crystals internally in all ancient cultures all around the world to harmonize the sexual energy and to to rebalance and repair and bring this part of the body back to a space of the love the peace the honor the respect the reverence um but we don't know about it because we we only have the written records from china but human i'm like a super geek when it comes to like ancient civilizations and so what i from what i understand is that human civilization has gone back for thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of years but we lost everything and then we kind of had to do a bunch of resets and so this information of the crystals being used in uh societies predating 10,000 years ago um is something that actually happened and maybe they used orbs or maybe they used wands um and they used other types whereas what we have what we know is the jade the egg shape and it comes from china and so for me connecting to that lineage is very like it has a really strong um it it's very powerful to connect to a lineage because then it's like you don't have to reinvent the wheel and i always and what i felt from connecting to that lineage of just doing these simple practices was a spontaneous awakening of the energy of kuan yin which is compassion for the self and compassion for others and that self compassion was totally missing i didn't i didn't know how to really care for myself and so if you don't really know how to take be kind to yourself be caring to yourself then the world is going to mirror that to you so that's why i was really struggling a lot with relationships because i was never magnetizing i was never attracted to i never really recognized men that were caring and kind i always went for the bad boys because that's what i was that's how i was behaving towards myself so they were just simply mirroring what i was already doing and i had a massive shift in the way that i was being treated by men immediately from using yoni eggs mm-hmm. of men that were honoring and loving very caring very kind men amazing i love all of this so much and i just i feel that that explanation and the depth that you just gave to that is so perfect and so important because i hear so much from women oh i i tried a yoni egg before and i didn't really feel anything and it didn't do anything so i just stopped using it and you know like you said it is such an energetic you know experience that we're having when we're when we're connecting to this tool so i guess I, i i'm sure that you've had this happen with women that come to you and saying oh i've tried that and it didn't work so um 
yeah, what what would you sort of share and, and what would you say is are kind of these like myths and mistakes that women are making as, as Yoni eggs are coming back in into our culture? Great question. Yeah, so it's like when I was doing yoga, my teacher who would say, having doesn't mean anything if you don't know how to use it. <laughs> so having the Oni egg, it's like, it's great, but how do you actually use it? So having these simple tools, like what I have is a Yoni egg initiation online course super simple lays it all out and i have a lot of videos where i do some explaining but then there's just audios where i literally you hear my voice and i just guide you through how to do it and you basically what women will feel is the colors around them are brighter they're more patient with their two-year-old spontaneously they have uh better connection and relationship with their mom so it's like that's what they're feeling is these other things at first and then you know when they have sex the sex is better they become much more sensitive inside and orgasms become better so it's like this it's not something you feel like a stimulated fiery super sexual thing even i when i use it i don't feel anything unless i'm very dropped in taking a lot of time, like I'm ovulating, you know, even when I use it, I use it this morning um, and I just put it in and I did my meditation with it. But what it does is it brings your awareness to that part of the body. So instead of your awareness being up in your head, instead of your awareness being outside of yourself, what you have to do, the awareness is deep, deep, deep in your body. And there's so many nerve endings there. Um, in the vagina that are like when you are connected to that you're just it's this, this intensely centered feeling and the other thing that happens for women that they say you know i used it and then i just stopped i was referring a little bit to you know the yoni eggs purging trauma from our bodies and so when that when that's happening it can be very confusing because women will just cry they, they might just spend a lot of time crying. Crying is a beautiful way to release energy. You know, we go pee to release urine. We go poop to release poop. And yet, how do we release emotions? Crying is a natural way, a healthy way for our body to release stuck and stagnant emotions. But, but it's totally taboo and seen as weird. And, oh, don't cry. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't need to cry. And so women resist their own body's natural process of um crying unless they're told no that's good that's exactly what's supposed to be happening you know and women will purge through dreams and through um uh sweats sometimes um but as their body is it's it's almost like okay they've been using the oniac maybe they used it a couple of times and now there's something in there starting to come to the surface and maybe they consciously know it. Maybe they're getting memories of something. Maybe they don't know it. But they don't want to use the Oniag again because they know there's something big that's about to come out. And so what's also included in my course that I have is tools for releasing it. And I'm happy if you want to um, somehow connect me. Like if you put my email in somewhere for the women listening to this, I, I can send to them a trauma releasing exercise 
And also just, I can send them a free something else that's nice too, a womb meditation to get them started too. But there's like, there's this practice that's used by the U.S. military and the army for post-traumatic stress patients. And that's why I feel like I really want to just give it away to, for free to everybody because it, what it does is it creates an automatic shaking in the psoas muscle because our psoas muscle is this muscle that connects from the inside of the knee up through the inside of the thighs, through the pelvis, into the lower part of the spine. And this is connected to our limbic brain, which is our reptilian brain. The limbic brain is where our fight and flight response happens. So say we're in a situation and we're scared shitless. We, we run or we freeze. It's the psoas contracts. And so our psoas is actually storing memories of and tightness from times when we needed to run or, or do something like that. So the recommendation that I give to women when they are um, they're using their urinary egg, but then they get a little bit stuck and they don't want to use it anymore and they know they're having some resistance coming up. They know something big is going to come out. You can do this practice. And like I said, it's kind of annoying because it takes 45 minutes but you're able to move through it and releasing it with, and here's the beauty. You don't relive it. You mm -hmm. don't relive it. You don't, it's not painful. It's not, it's just as literally you might cry or something, but you're not, it's not painful. You might not even know what, what the memory is that's coming out. Mm. And it just, Oh, there it goes. It just the, the legs are automatically shaking and releasing this. Mm. Yeah, and that's such an important point for us. And this is what I we are constantly teaching as well is that when we have these sensations in the body and the emotional release, like like you said, we don't need to make sense of them. We don't need to have a story. It's just allowing that to move and creating that space in our body. And yeah, it, to to have those additional tools of understanding how to release that is so, is so important in this process as well, so people don't get stuck on the journey. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Exactly. And beautiful. We would love exactly. to share those um, the meditation you mentioned as well. We can see if we can pop a link for that uh, in the description for the show as well. That will be so perfect. Um, and yeah, you just had me reflecting on when I started because using a yoni egg was definitely the beginning of my journey um, through all of my sexual healing and and discovering and everything like that and. I actually, um, it was all very intuitive, intuitively led for me. I started with a black obsidian and, and like you mentioned, I, I actually was really called to sleep with that in for like the first five days. And I was processing all of this past trauma and past experiences in my dreams. And it was quite confronting. And during that time I was with a partner and like I was finding a lot of that was coming up. And so I later, you know, I stopped using it, but then I switched over to a rose quartz one which really softened things and funnily enough I lost that rose quartz one when we broke up the day we broke up it fell down a toilet somewhere <laughs> which is like one of the pre-warnings when you get a yoni egg you must like go into the toilet you need to hold on to that <laughs> um but yeah now I use my jade egg and oh my god that's, yeah, that's my consistent true. practice so it's yeah it, I kind of was drawn to these different stones at different times and how to really utilize that in my life as well. And is that sort of something that you teach as well to really be intuitive with how you introduce your, your yoni egg into your practice? 
Yeah, do you mean as far as using the different types? Yeah, or even just when when women are using it and how and, and for what part of their lives would you say that there's quite an element where we get to uh, really tune into when it's needed? I guess, like you said, you can you can ask your body whether it, whether it wants it that day. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, how you shared that you slept with it. I hear a lot of women say that they they love sleeping with their eggs. And that, for me, I've never been able to sleep with the yoni again because it just keeps me awake. <laughs> mm. So it's very unique. It's very specific to each woman. Mm. And I love that you said you intuitively did it because that's the other thing is that women do just naturally kind of find their own way because their body tells them, which is really empowering because then you can apply that to other areas of your life. And yeah, for me... I started with Jade and so I recommend, I always would recommend women start with Jade because that's what I did and I just speak from my own experience, but I've met women that um, they, they would start with Jade, but they didn't feel it. And then they would go to rose quartz and they would feel so orgasmic. Like they would put it in an orgasm, just like, and that um, also never I never had that experience I, I don't like using the rose quartz at all whereas this the clear quartz my clear quartz egg is like fully this energy orgasm I feel it around my crown chakra I can it's like an angelic experience so it's it's very different and then the thing that I found very helpful was using it in the morning before I turned my phone on so it would be what I did in the morning as my morning practice. And I would do it before I turn the phone on so that I will connect first to myself, to my own body, to my own intentions for that day, to my higher guidance before I connected to any, any one or thing externally. But I know that that's not possible for women. And so it's, I always would just ask, what is possible for you? Because maybe it's better for them to connect when they are in the afternoon, when they slow down a little bit and they're like, because sometimes women will slow down at a certain time of day, like in the evening. It's basically like use it when you want to, use it when you can. And if you will use it before you go to bed at night or if you use it when your energy is a little bit lower, because your energy being low could just indicate that you're kind of feeling really relaxed that day. So, yeah, I, I always just say tune into that. And that's what's good about having the different um, practices that I offer is that there's lots of different, I have a lot of practices in the course, which is nice because you can do more activating practices or you can do a, a healing practice where you're releasing the, um, you're releasing the, energy because there's specific things you can basically just inhale squeeze and then exhale and try to push the egg out and make a sound like uh and this is like so you inhale squeeze and then you exhale bear down and make like a strange noise or just any noise that wants to come out is something that as opposed to activating sexuality is kind of releasing so yeah mm -hmm. it's all fun yeah perfect I, I love all of this and I feel like any woman that's kind of had all these questions and, and wants to start this practice, like this is just start like such a good 
beginning point for them because it's like our, our mind needs to understand all of this stuff before we can really drop into into something and know you know know what we're where we're getting with it <laughs> so it's been like your your wisdom has just been yeah. really amazing oh thanks so I feel like we can wrap up there yeah, it's um, been fun to share yeah before we do is there anything else that you wanted to share that uh that you have coming up that you wanted to add before we close off yeah i'm hosting a retreat here in bali may 24th to 29th so if any any beautiful women are watching this before may 24th reach out we have a few spots left for our retreat um and I'm going to start, because we're here in this coronavirus energy, I'm not sure when this will be published, but I'm going to do an online offering um, starting this Thursday evening U.S. time. So that might be a different time for you in Australia. But it's just a, it, it's a gathering for women where we're going to do like activating feminine practices for one hour twice a week. And I'm making it very affordable. Um, just because we're all kind of in our houses at this time and I just want to gather women together to connect because I really feel that what was happening in ancient times, not even going back really far, but basically going back pre-patriarchal times, so a little bit more than 300 years ago, women were really able to connect to nature, connect to God or source or the universal life force energy or ascended masters, whatever you want to call that energy that's beyond you, that lives on after you die. So they could connect with nature, they could connect with that energy, and they could connect with their sexuality. And they could literally create magic with that. So the crops would grow, the water would be clean, the children would be healthy, you know. Are we connected? Just for a second there. That's that we've we've got trusty Bali internet, but it looks like you're back now. <laughs> if you uh, want to continue. <laughs> yeah, so I was just saying that I'm I want to gather women. I'm doing this gathering for three weeks starting this Thursday or Friday really. Um is it Monday where you are in Australia now? Yeah, Monday, Monday twenty third. Okay, so it'll be starting Friday for your Australian listeners. Um, and it's just a one hour where we're activating feminine practices to help us remember like our true power of being able to create our lives um, from a, a conscious place and create our lives from what we want to see as opposed to what the media is feeding us and what the collective is um, telling us we should be scared of. <laughs> Mm, beautiful and so so important and if if this is published after that will you have a space for replays that people can tune into yeah and if it's published after that and they want to join i'm making this like very accessible like you can even jump in if we've already started because you know i just i really feel strongly about this and i'm really seeing this as an opportunity to just share it all get it out there people are in their homes and they have the time for it. And I, I think it's really a blessing that we can actually dive into all this now. Absolutely. And the more that we share all of these gifts, the feminine is always looked after. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, love. Thank yes. you so much for this beautiful chat. And yeah, just sending you so much love for your time in beautiful Bali through all of the chaos that's going on and uh, yeah just really thank you so much for all the work and the, the ancient wisdom that you're weaving through mm, thank you for the opportunity to share and great to connect with you hear your voice and thank you for what you're doing i'm just loving how you're putting yourself out there so freely it's really i applaud you because you're, you just seem so brave to me <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, as, as we mentioned, we'll add all of this information to the notes for the show. So we're looking forward to, uh, yeah, having more listeners connect with you and tune into this practice themselves. Okay, amazing.